gentlemen orale and mazel tov uh from both my people to yours <laughs> uh welcome welcome to episode 98 of i learn nothing a philosophy podcast for idiots my name is benjamin c cholock i am grand hegemon of philosophy whoa at uh princeton university yikes uh yeah formerly the college of new jersey yeah. <laughs> the worst fucking name for an Ivy League school. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No, it's not. Uh, the, college, the College of Knowledge. Yeah, the College of... <laughs> what if we started a school and called it the College of Knowledge? That would be really fucking funny. Yeah, I don't think anyone would go to it. Well, it's okay. Since I'm the grand hegemon of Princeton University, we yeah. can just change the name whenever I want. Oh, hell yeah. Boom, done. And now it's this 200-plus-year hallowed institution... Down now, the drain. Yeah, is now called the College of Knowledge. Uh, and and I, underneath, hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the motto. It's I wonder, yeah, whatever like uh, whatever is uh, Latin for hell yeah. I don't even uh, know what that is. I, I don't even know. I don't know if they said yeah in Latin. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they had some kind of version of it, right? I think they said something. Yeah, I don't know. What There's they no did. way they had one word for yes. Uh, well, some languages don't. Okay, speaking of languages, we're gonna get into this. But some languages don't really have like an explicit word for just yes. The Irish language has doesn't have a word for no. Really? Yeah. Isn't that fucking? Oh, that's why you're all alcoholics. Yeah, <laughs> you dude. Can't like, say no to a drink. By the way, my name is Pat Dean, and uh, <laughs> if you did your traditional <laughs> greeting from your people, for my people, the traditional greeting is, uh, "Well, you, you think you're fucking better than me, kid?" Yeah. <laughs> just a Boston drunk shithead. Uh, well, my I think the the call of my people is uh, well, how much is it? <laughs> I said medium well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. So my pupil, my papped pupil, yes. Pat, sitting across from me, mm-hmm. about to learn some philosophy again. Dude, we're here at Cuck Nation Studios, and I am ready and eager to learn. I was in such a good mood earlier, because uh, I thought it was Saturday. Oh yeah. It's. Not no, it's Saturday. Not. It's Friday. It's pretty close. Yeah, that's true. It's the closest it's, you can get without being. I mean, yes, it is. We're only less than twenty-four hours away from from Saturday. And I can't wait for Saturday. You know why? Why? Because it's almost Sunday. <laughs> oh, Sunday is your day off too, right? Yeah, Sunday is is one of my many it's days one off. Of your, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's weird is that like I was kind of like, oh fuck, it's not. Suck, it's not dude. Saturday, and I was like, but then it's like, I, but I like my job. It's not like I don't like it. So for some reason, I was like, oh man. Well, also, it's like that doesn't that wouldn't make a difference because you have to work on Saturdays. You work every Saturday. Yeah, but then for but, like two hours. But dude, every work. Saturday, do you want? I do on Saturday, dude. Like when I go to work, I just stroll in. Yeah, I mean, I'm always in a good mood on Saturday because I'm like, hell yeah, because I show up at like seven. Uh-huh. And I'm like, we're going to be done in like five hours. Like, this is nothing. And then once, once we actually open the doors and the first show starts at nine, 
I'm like, fuck, I'm done in like three hours. Like sometimes I say that to to the Lens Dog, to my long suffering waitress. Yeah, the Lens Dog. I'll be like, you know what's funny <laughs> about this job? We're gonna be done in like no time. <laughs> well, yeah, but probably not her too, because she has like other waitressing jobs, doesn't she? Um, I assume so. I, yeah, I, I yeah, can't yeah. imagine that the the Valve pay, pays her bills. Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably not. But yeah, no, I mean, she has another job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I can I can assume that maybe like Mike doesn't have. Uh, Michael Park has all these weird side hustles going on. Like, like, like Michael Park like frames things, and it, like is a painter and stuff. He has all kinds of like just weird stuff. And he sells his paintings. Uh he did back in the day. He used to have a studio, uh, like on Sixth Street. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he, uh, yeah, he. So he does a bunch of weird side stuff. See, I would just assume that his entire income is, uh, is just like gold that he's hidden in a mountain somewhere michael park has all kinds of it would not surprise me if i found out that he had gold hidden in mountains like his retirement fund is like that suitcase full of cash and fargo that's buried under snow (laughs) you know (laughs) that like that like no one else knows where it's buried except for him because everyone else has been murdered fucking liar (laughs) yeah (laughs) michael park the uh long thriving door guy at the velvet room um the other day yesterday he was like laughing and then he was like, eh. he kind of got hurt. And I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, he told me that sometimes if he laughs too hard, he like hurts his body. And I was like, well, for how long does that have been happening? Because I've never noticed that. And he was like, eh, about 15 years. Jesus. Like, Jesus. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, Pat, I'm going to die laughing. Like, well, hell yeah. Damn. Like, uh, like Democritus, uh, famous laughing philosopher. Sure. Remember that guy? We talked about him. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Because that guy was kind of cool, right? I think I, I like that guy. Kinda. I like that you actually, if you don't, now you've just kind of like gave, gave me a hint that you don't even remember if you like certain philosophers or not. No. So I could just gaslight you and just be like, yeah, you loved him. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you love Khan. Remember when we just called gaslighting lying? Yeah. And now, now people have this like, well, no, I feel like people don't ever use that word correctly. And it kind of annoys me. You you did just now because you're, you know, the professor of philosophy at Princeton University. Well, grand, soon to be known as the College of Knowledge. Grand hegemon. Excuse me. What is a hegemon? Well, we'll get into that, too, because we're talking about a guy. Is that your final form in Pokemon? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Hegemon. And then uh, before that, I was uh, hegemony. And then <laughs> and then before that, I was uh, hegemonito. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's hegemonito, hegemona. <laughs> and then and then hegemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm like a little hegemon. You're a Bennymon. <laughs> hegemonito. <laughs> Bennymon Benny. Yeah. Um <laughs> What was that what was that fucking like knockoff of uh of Oh Pokemon? uh Digimon. Digimon, that's right. Well I guess Mon is I think that just means monster in, in Japanese. In Japanese. Yeah. So uh I think that's how they're able to get away with it. Or maybe they're just the same company, who knows? Uh you you want do you know any Japanese? No. Oh. The only Japanese that I know is uh, Surprise, and uh, then they <laughs> destroy one of our islands in Hawaii. Yeah, well, um, you know, how funny would it be if I knew Japanese, like, fluently? Like, I was one of those kids who was, in the, who was in the Japanese program at school. There was a Japanese program? Oh, right, yeah. You know, you didn't go to public school. Yeah, they had, no. um, every once in a while, they would have this Japanese immersion thing at school and i don't know who i don't know how you got into it or if you applied to or they just plucked you from 
randomness. But yeah, we, we had a Japanese immersion program. So it's like they drafted you. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, against your will. Like yeah. you're gonna learn Japanese. It's like, but I don't really want to. And then ten years later, they were like, "Fuck, I should have learned Chinese." This yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. But they have the. I'm, I'm sure now they have Chinese immersion programs too. They For some fucking, reason, they the, fucking better because that's really stupid if they don't. Yeah, in the early '90s, we had we all wanted to learn Japanese. I guess we were turning Japanese. Yeah, I really think so. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, speaking of Japan, you know Chinese. I know a little bit of Chinese. Yeah, I know a lot of languages. No, I don't know a ton of languages, but I know some. Yeah, you know English pretty well. You're about eighty yeah. percent there. I didn't like. I didn't learn Chinese until I was in college at Princeton University, uh, because <laughs> AKA the the, the, the college, college of knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> that is so stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> We're the, we, we we might be the two dumbest people. Uh, podcasting today you know what's also funny the abbreviation for that would be so uh <laughs> uh k-o-k would be cock <laughs> why is college spelled with a k <laughs> because it's already called this the college of knowledge why not you know <laughs> standards s- standards have slipped since i became That's grand hegemon so funny especially because knowledge is a silent k yeah <laughs> so it's like you don't need to <laughs> Yeah, cock. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. And if it was C, it would look more like cock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is our man. This college is already off to a, a not great start. Yeah. Um. It's okay. We we, we already have Lori Laughlin's money, and we're not giving it back. Never. Um. Yeah. She's in jail now. So. Um. You think we should have went to jail for that? Do I think she should have gone to jail for that? Yeah. I don't really know. It's not like a, it's not like a jailable offense, like to. Get your rich kid into a rich kid's school? Like, who? Maybe. I mean, like, I don't know. It, you just I, get fined. I would argue that maybe it's worth getting jail. Go, I, anytime, like, rich people are using their privilege to get their, like, kids into, into like, or, or anything. And lose, use their privilege for anything. I think that they should be, uh, uh, A, executed. Whoa. But short of that, I guess, just jailed. But also, like, it's taking a spot. It's taking a spot from someone who could really use it. Right? Sure. I, 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 I get all that. I just... To throw someone in jail for that seems kind of like weird. I mean, that fucking guy, what that that one guy, uh, who is that guy? The, the the swim team guy, like raped that girl and got like nothing. Well, he should he should have been executed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think everyone should be executed. It kind of sounds like it. I'm for the death penalty for every crime, <laughs> just for anything, <laughs> for anything. Crimes of of passion. Yeah, death penalty. Shoplifting, death penalty. Yeah, misdemeanors, death penalty. Tipping less than 15%, death penalty. Death penalty yeah. For sure. Um anyway, so speaking of uh people who probably don't tip more than 15%. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> uh a man who we're talking about a man, guess what? Uh, a man again. Uh he's the oldest man in the world. Uh he <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He uh is uh very very vocal when it comes to linguistics, and also very vocal when it comes to politics. For, oh, yeah, I forgot we were and, doing this guy. And you've asked several times, what, what, what right? Where does he get off yeah, kinda. talking about politics? A little bit. Uh, um, that's fine. I, I don't wanna, know why, though. I want to get into that because it is an interesting question. We're talking about uh, Noam Chomsky. Noam. Uh, is that yeah. how you pronounce it? Noam. Uh, Noam. It's like, yeah. Noam! As he's, got, as he's gotten older, he sounds more, more like Pacino. Because she got a great ass, and you got your head all the way up it. He's like, when what? I think of asses, a woman's ass, something just comes out of me. Um, Remember yeah. that part in Heat? 
No, I, I remember that quote from he, the debate between Chomsky and Foucault in 1974. She's uh, got a great yeah, ass, Chomsky. Noam Chomsky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino screams that at a completely befuddled uh, fucking, oh, what's that guy's name? Apu. Uh, oh, um, Hank Azaria? Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Apu. <laughs> I was going to say Apu Nahasapim Pedalon. Yeah. I'm just glad they, 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 they got rid of that character. Yeah. He a self-made immigrant i agree with them is very offensive <laughs> why why show that oh uh, you came to this country and achieved everything well, yeah we should kick you off because you have a silly accent yeah, it's, it's cool it's that'll fine. make you think twice uh for offending harry Condabolu. um <laughs> <laughs> no animated series gets off the ground without without uh strict racial approval sure from harry Condabolu. of course i remember like seven years ago uh, i followed him on twitter because someone retweeted like a joke and i was like that's really fucking funny and i followed him and just unfollowed him the day later <laughs> it's like this is a lot it was like oh, this is the one the one joke this is a lot and then yeah. the rest are just statements yeah um anyway so speaking of statements this guy makes a lot of statements all right this is like the jewish harry Condabolu. Noam Chomsky. Um, Noam Chomsky. Uh, so actually, full name, Avram <laughs> Noam Chomsky. Avram? Yeah, his first name is Avram. What kind of name is that? It's Hebrew as fuck. Oh. Uh, yeah, so... Avram? I've never heard of that name. Yeah, it's like Ab- well, like Abraham. I know Remember? all about... I, I'm, I'm equating it with Abraham. So in the Bible, I think like before... God said to Abraham, kill me, son. <laughs> there you go, God man. said, man... You must be putting me on. That's a really good Chet Lightning impression, singing it's a Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan song. <laughs> the famed singer, the voice of a generation, some people call him. Yeah, reinterpreted through the voice of, of Chet Lightning. <laughs> you know, Bob Dylan rejects the uh, voice of a generation title. He always did, which is why I took it. Okay, so now you're it. the voice of a I'm generation. The voice of a generation. <laughs> if Bob Dylan's not going to take it, I'm going to take it. Um. Well, okay, so you're the voice of this generation. Yeah, I Avram, think so. Avram, the Pepsi generation. Yeah. Avram Noam Chomsky is the voice of his generation because he's the only one left. The Diet Coke generation. <laughs> uh, the Yeah, the hot tea generation. Oh, no. Um, he, uh, okay, so Chomsky. Yeah. The Chomster. All right. Chompers. Yeah. Chompers. Chompers McGee. Uh, this, um, this fucking Jew was born yeah. uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Huh. Uh, in, on December 7th, 1928. Um, he's that old? Dude, he's 90 years old. He's old as fuck. A he's day been... that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the day Noam Chomsky was born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the day that will live in infamy in the minds of basically like every um, uh, senior policymaker in the United States. Because uh, this guy is not a fan. Um, dude is known for two things. All right. His, his uh, theory of universal grammar or generative, generative grammar in linguistics. Um, and talking shit about the United States government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and pretty much any government that, uh, you know, is excessively violent and imperialistic and um, just is basically just not chill. Uh, he just wants yeah. governments to be chill, man. Yeah? Yeah. So you have heard some stuff about him. Obviously, you Yeah, I know that he's uh, very left-leaning and he uh, teaches linguistics. Yeah. Or whatever. And uh, <laughs> yeah, sticks his nose in a lot of business. I'm going to assume that you don't know anything about his linguistic theories. I um, looked him up one time and I was like, all right, <laughs> whatever. What's I also- took linguistics. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, you, I you took first. linguistics in college uh, for one semester. 
just to satisfy like a uh-huh. or whatever. And the lady teaching it was like German as fuck. <laughs> and so she'd be like, just talk about linguistics, which is kind of confusing enough. Yeah. But then in her thick, stupid accent, I was like, I really could not understand. <laughs> I had a math teacher. That's really funny. <laughs> Your linguistics course, you couldn't I couldn't understand, understand her. her. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, speak English. <laughs> yeah, lady, I don't know what you're doing right now. And then um, I had a math teacher uh, who was from China who was like, um, I think a grad student or something. Mm-hmm. He's very young. Uh, I mean, he's older than us, obviously, but at the time. But uh, he had such a thick accent mm-hmm. and not the best command of the English language. Mm-hmm. So that, like, sometimes he would say stuff, and like after class, we'd be like, "What? Would, what just happened?" Yeah. <laughs> like we did, we just didn't know. We were like, "I don't know what he's trying to tell Is us." Is this a calculus class? Um, or was it like something? I could not tell you what it was. It was so long ago, and I'm an alcoholic, so it's hard to remember. But he, yeah. uh, I think it was something like that, maybe. It was no, it wasn't calculus. I don't think it was calculus. I don't think I ever took calculus. I think it was just like... It was like whatever. It was math. like to get you through it. Yeah, yeah, math for fucking idiots, I think was the name of the, yeah. the class. <laughs> math for fucking math idiots. Math for fucking idiots 201. It was an advanced class. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know what it was. It was some bullshit that this fucking guy was teaching. And like, it was one of those things where I'm like, man, you're obviously very smart, to be like teaching this class, but mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, come Wait, on. He was like a teacher's assistant or, or a grad something. student. I think he was still in school. Oh, he probably hated that he had to teach you guys. Yeah, he didn't seem happy. And so- sometimes he <laughs> would like talk and then just this like he would like be so confident at the beginning of the sentence. And by the end of the sentence, all confidence had, had left his face. And he was just saying gibberish. <laughs> like it was so in- I'm not going to do an impression. I will when the we're not recording. But um, <laughs> as you do. He, yeah. As I do. But he uh, yeah. Like he would just start a sentence. He'd be like, hello. Well, today we're going to learn about uh, math and uh, you're going to thing numbers yeah uh, we're like i don't know what you're asking me (laughs) like what is this so this guy he didn't know english basically i mean he knew i mean he knew it enough to like understand it he wasn't very adept at speaking it well let me ask you something what do you what what would qualify as someone knowing a language to you um just someone who can carry on a conversation okay I, i guess i mean i don't know well yeah that's pretty reasonable though there's some i'm a pretty reasonable guy i think there's some people who are like uh um, they can speak it, but like it takes a second, you know. Or you sure. know what I always think is interesting. Okay, go. It's people who are like, I can understand a language, but I can't speak it well, and I can't write it. That's always insane to me. Okay, I know several people who can speak a language fluently and not write it. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. Okay, it's kind of so- like me with English. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Because you're illiterate. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> it, but I, I haven't. I've never. I never learned to read or write or anything. Okay. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Who cares? Um, oh, Pat, write me something. Fuck you. Well, so in order to like learn how to read and write, right? You'd have to. You'd have to know something, right? You'd have to learn something. Yeah. Some, some sort of body of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, where does that live? Does that a rock live and hot your... body of knowledge? A rock and hot body of knowledge. Uh, <laughs> where? <laughs> Okay, so think about this. Let me let me kind of present to you a problem. There's a sentence that you've there. There are actually probably infinite sentences in English that have never been spoken before, and obviously, therefore, you have never heard before. Oh yeah, right? I do, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Can you make up a sentence right now that you've never heard before? Pigs are known for their influence in jazz music. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, 
So how were you able to do that? If like you've never heard that sentence before. No, never. Let's say let's let's venture let's for the sake of argument, let's say that that sentence has never been uttered by anyone before. Okay. Like in the history of the world. Okay. So no human being has ever uttered that sentence before. How were you able to make it if you'd never heard it before? Um because I know the language. Okay. And I know how to construct a language so that even though or a sentence rather so that even though it wasn't ever uttered mm-hmm. by anyone on this planet because why would you ever say that yeah right first of all they're not known for that at all uh <laughs> i would uh the reason i can do that is that i'm fluent in english so i, I know how to construct sentences correctly okay so would you say maybe that uh so you could the fact that you can produce that sentence just out of nowhere just pluck it basically out of your ass uh straight out of my ass straight out of your asshole Right. Um, the fact that you were able to do that, even though you had no fucking input about about that sentence before, you never heard it before. You never heard those words in that uh, combination before. No. OK. That means that, you know, something about the English language. Right. That helps you make uh, what's called. Um, uh, what's it called? A gerund. No. Remember the gerund? <laughs> you can make a gerund. Uh, but it. it it allows you to basically make these different like transformations or, or permutations using the words that you already know and the rules of grammar that you know about English, right? Yeah. So you can you just and how many rules of grammar does English have? Do you think? Hmm. If you had to guess, <laughs> man, I have no. I've never thought about that. I don't. Even, I don't even have an educated guess. Um, I don't either. Okay, it's it's fine though. You don't have to. <laughs> I remember, uh, in the X Files movie, the first one, mm-hmm. or. Was that the movie? Was it from the show? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But on X Files, yeah. <laughs> they were. Uh, we should actually stick on that point and and <laughs> and try to figure that out. What it was was it the X Men show? The X Men, the X Files show, or the movie? <laughs> I, I mean, I can find this out pretty easy, I think. But uh, the, I remember Scully saying, or one of them, someone saying, "Do you have an educated guess?" Uh-huh. And someone said something, and she goes, "Well, it's a guess, but it's not very educated." And Ooh. I was like, "Oh, that is such a burn." I was like twelve. Ouch! I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't mess with scully yeah a cat has claws i know <laughs> and yeah they're very uh questioning claws they don't believe yeah they're <laughs> skeptical claws skeptical claws of okay. course. so you can make an infinite number of sentences just with the few here's the point i was getting to what okay even if you don't have an educated guess you may have a guess but it's not an educated one fuck see it still burns yeah it still burns right um even if you don't have an educated guess of like how many grammatical rules english has uh would you say that it's finite or infinite? Well, I don't know, because I feel like language changes. Um, I don't think our language is going to change that much anymore mm-hmm. because of TV. Uh, I think that, and stuff like that, I think that uh, TV is why we lose regional accents. Sure. And I think that language changes in, like, pockets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then... And they'll smash together and form a new whatever. So I feel like with TV and shit, we're not going to uh, fucking change our language too much anymore. Okay. In but Iceland, they can still... Their language hasn't changed in like 2,000 years. It's really weird. Okay. That's sort of true, but <laughs> it's not 2,000 years because Iceland has only been inhabited for about 1,000 years. Okay, so for 1,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, where did you hear that? Because the, I don't think that's really true. It is. In Iceland, their population is so small, uh, and they're so isolated from other uh, like 
cultures and shit that like they just their language didn't change. Like they can read all of their old like 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 the poetic Edda and shit like that yeah. in the original language. Like it's bizarre. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um so there's actually like a um like people in charge there, there's like centers in charge of like the Icelandic language and like making sure that like it doesn't change. Yeah, well, like- no, it's it's I think I believe it's actually making sure that they can update it because even though the language hasn't changed, they have to update it because, like, the internet. What? Yeah. How the hell would you? Well, like the French have that too. They had the but yeah, but the French want to keep it French because they're xenophobes uh, and they hate Islam. That's actually true. Yeah, <laughs> they really don't like Islam yeah. over there. They're not fans. But uh, fucking. Uh, but um, it's not. It's not, it's not just them too. The Italians. They. Oh, oh they that, yeah. Do not like <laughs> African immigrants. Oh. Oh. But anyway, uh, so I think, but because you have to think about it, they have to. I, so I think they, the center. They, they love saying the M word. <laughs> yeah, they do. I think the uh, the there's some sort of center that is supposed to like update it uh-huh. or like because I think I read somewhere that like their spelling wasn't like official mm-hmm. until like relatively recently, like 70 years ago or something. Okay. Well, because otherwise it's like, how are you going to if you're like a like a surgeon, an Iceland. How crazy to think about an Icelandic surgeon. I don't know. And you're just sitting there like hum but um and then someone's like, hey, we need um, an EKG. And you're like, I don't know what that word means. (laughs) Give me Odin's Raven. That's the word they use. Okay, that's fucking so crazy that you that you have have you thought of this before? I have given so much thought to this. About what? The Icelandic people or Icelandic surgeons? The language. Or... No, I've never thought about Icelandic surgeon, but I think okay. about the language all the time. Not okay. all the time, but a lot. Well, there's the thing. So you've never, Constantly. You've, never, you've never thought of Icelandic surgeons before. No. Okay. But you just basically uttered a sentence that was like, uh, you know, what does this Icelandic surgeon say when he needs an EKG, right? More or less. That's like a sentence that you said. Yeah. Or at least I said it and now you've heard it for the first time. Ever. You, you've never said that. You've never said or heard that sentence before in your life. No. No. Do you think anyone else has said that before? Um. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I mean, that's not. Well. I don't know. Okay. So the point, basically, the point is that you're capable of understand a generating and understanding uh, new sentences, novel sentences, is is what it's called in in linguistics. Uh. Things that like basically have never been uttered before, uh, like ever. Yeah. Um, you're able. Hey to... Ben, you just made me come. <laughs> okay, fuck you. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Very, very good. That's a pretty good burn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think actually, you are the first person ever to say that to me. Well, I mean in that, that is that in that combination of words, it's right? Fr- That's it's phrased very sentence. awkwardly. Yeah. Hey Ben, you just like who's ever said that? You after just they, made me come. Hey, you just made me come. <laughs> um, um, pardon the interruption, but I'm coming. <laughs> can you imagine saying that. Like, yeah, can you imagine anyone saying that to you too? Like, par- pardon the interruption. <laughs> I guess technically that's like two sentences, but uh, the <laughs> the point is, um, <laughs> uh, the sentence "Hey Ben, you just made me come." <laughs> that's probably that's that's probably been said before because there might have been a Ben at some point. <laughs> just the idea of going "Hey," like trying to get their attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After like, well, because here's the deal: when like when they. See, you know, the ladies. Yeah. When they when they see, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's pretty like apparent. Sure. Yeah. I feel like dudes can like sneak it in. Yeah. S- sneak it in. Yeah, but I feel like the ladies, you kind of know. Uh, yes and no. I don't know. Really? Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends. Look, yeah. we're not gonna get into this. This is. This, this, is our, is, this is our sex talk. This is our sex. Fine. This, this is part of our sex segment, our sex educator segment. You know how they really know? You know how you can really tell? Uh, what, how? All right, never mind. Never mind. No, why? No, you well, already I was gonna, I was going to act something out, but I realized no one, you know, no one can see you. No one can see me except you and Tim. Well, actually, Tim can because his fucking eyes are closed. Yeah. And Tim has never made anyone come. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been fixed, so he has no interest in sex. I don't know. I think he's made Victoria come sometimes. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally, but gross. <laughs> Just speculating here. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll ask her. <laughs> hey, Ben and I were talking about this. No. <laughs> Has Tim ever made you come? So, okay, let's talk about Noam Chomsky. Okay, okay. So let me get this. Let me finish this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So you are capable. You have this capability of of uh producing and understanding, speaking and understanding, in English at least. Sentences that have never been uttered before. Not so, only do I speak, I understand. You understand. Okay. So, uh, how are you able to do that? Have you ever thought about that? About how I'm able to construct sentences? Yeah. New N- ones. Um, No. But Especially that you've never heard them before. No. I, I can't say that uh, that's ever crossed my mind. I do th- sometimes I'm like, I think about how weird it is that I can move my body. Do you oh, ever think about that? Yeah, that's, that is pretty interesting but that's outside the scope of this topic we'll get to that in another episode yes okay <laughs> i'm trying to solve the mystery of my body yeah Ugh. i do have a very mysterious body if i'm if i'm being honest Actually, with you. you do because i don't like my uh like when i buy clothing what's it's... the most mysterious thing about your body <laughs> your body well the most <laughs> mysterious thing about it is that like I, can, do you, can you buy clothing off the rack like pants um i usually don't I'm just, my, my point is that I I feel like my body is strange because like <laughs> like my waist is like under my gut. Yeah. As that's not the weird thing. Uh-huh. But what's weird about it is that like it affects my pants. So like I've never been able to buy pants that just fit normally. I always have to like get them like whatevered. And I don't really? half the time I don't even get them whatevered. I just let them drag on the ground like the fucking pieces of cloth that they are. Even even jeans? Yeah. No, oh, dude, jeans are the worst because I find something that fits my stupid waist, but doesn't. But then my dumb legs are there, and the 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 the, the fucking pants are always too long. So so roll up the roll up the cuffs at the ankle. Maybe I will. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is. I mean, why have you not thought of it? Like, you've got to be creative about solutions to this sort of thing, right? Well, look, <laughs> my point is that Ben, some of us focus on the things that matter. How does it not matter to 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 not trip over your own fucking jeans? Well, I don't trip over them. I just you know feel dumb and look dumb. So well, I've never put on anything and felt good about it. I'll just say that I've never uh, done that. I've never been like, oh hell yeah, this is fucking rules. Looking oh, at a buddy. mirror. Okay, you know what we're gonna do? What? So okay, so uh, folks, check out our Patreon for bonus episodes. Just five dollars a month. Gets oh yeah, you extra episodes. Uh, and eventually, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have um, a, makeover? a makeover special <laughs> where we. <laughs> <laughs> we bring gonna, in a fashion expert. Yeah, I'm gonna bring in like yeah, <laughs> queer eye for the pat guy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get on queer eye. I actually have some 
I'm trying to get some stuff in the works. Okay. It's it's just gonna be me and Vic. Dude, it's, dude, <laughs> and I'm then a Jay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are my queer eye panel. Yeah, and and, and Tim. So it's the Tim! four of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna dress you up, dude, like a fucking Ken doll. Dude, I'm just saying I'm a diabetic comedian. What's better to get a makeover on Queer Eye for the straight guy? I mean, that's is actually it called really... for the, is it still called that or still is it just called Queer Eye? I don't know. It's still Queer Eye for the straight guy. Is it? I guess. Yeah. I guess the new version of it, they're all like positive, but like the old version, they were just being really mean. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it sucks. The point was. Yeah. It's like it's like the fucking um, what's it called? It's like American Idol. Like they have to be mean. That's that's why I would, I would watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see people be nice to other people. And I have Tourette's syndrome. I can add that into my bio. Really play it up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we got to get back to this. So the fact that you can generate these sentences and understand novel sentences, things that have never been spoken before in the history of the world, of the universe, all right? Yeah. Now, hey, Ben, nice penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I haven't heard that before, but I have heard <laughs> that I have a perfect penis. <laughs> okay. But... Regardless, the fact that you can understand and speak these these novel sentences, these novel like you know thoughts in your language in English, um, even though there's a finite number of words in English, and honestly, there's like a finite number of rules too. Like there there can't be an infinite number of rules because all we have is like you know past present tense and you know future tense and uh, you know uh, like a certain cool number tense. of nouns, yeah, a certain number of prepositions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, the fact that you can make an infinite number of sentences from these small building blocks leads one to suggest, basically, and Chomsky uh, came up with this theory, uh, that there's this, uh, this innate faculty in your mind that kind of works like a computer to generate like n- new versions of language using just very, very few rules, right? And then also think about this. So this is like a big point that he makes Uh-oh. in his like, theory of language. Um, when a child is like learning language, like lang- this, that, that period of language acquisition, which is like roughly around like two to, uh, two to four or five, right? So it's only like maximum, maybe like three years, right? How much of that language do you think that kid is being exposed to? Um, well, I don't know because, well, probably a lot and you a don't lot. even realize it. Okay. But it's not all of it, right? No, not all of it. Right, and you probably, you probably don't. Well, no, you can curse in front of little kids if they're too little. Sure, but I mean, they're still like their their minds are like sponges. Yeah, and they're absorbing everything. So before Chomsky, everyone was like, "Well, children must learn language just from observing their parents and hearing what they're saying." Yeah, right. But they're not mo- mimicking exactly like the exact sentences that they're hearing or the words that they're se- hearing. Obviously, like no one would think that we could curse around babies. <laughs> if we thought that they actually like understood exactly what the word was. The first word I ever said to my uh, nephew was fuck. To your nephew? Yeah. When he was a little little baby, he was like a newborn and shit. He was like born or whatever, and then we went to go there for Christmas. And, <laughs> and you were like planning that? You, were, you must yeah. have been planning that. He was a month old, <laughs> maybe a month and a half old, and then my sister was like, oh, do you want to hold him? I was like, yeah, and I held him, and then I put him kind of on my shoulder, mm. and I whispered fuck into okay. his ear. So what... It's kind of cool. What are the things that you think are usually spoken, other than you and your, your fucking insane objectives when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to influencing children? <laughs> like, what do most people say to kids 
hey, I love you. Yeah. Good job. Here's a ball. Stop doing that. Uh, don't touch that. Stop biting. Okay. Right. Uh, they're not really talking about, you know, the... George Bush is a war criminal. Right. Like, you don't say something like that to a kid. Well, I do. Okay. Fine. Maybe you do. But statistically I gotta, I gotta speaking... I got to let them know. <laughs> statistically speaking, most children who, who are learning English, right, or they're acquiring the English language, they're not, they're not exposed to the vast majority of the sentences in that language. Yeah. Right? So they're usually just kind of given a very, very small sampling of it. And they're usually very much geared towards children, right? Like, yeah. uh, th- you know, things like, I love you, stop doing that, uh, you know, maybe later, you know, finish there your vegetables. There goes the neighborhood. I know your, your <laughs> family probably said that to you a lot growing up. Um, Explains a lot about your current attitude. Sh- okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's better. Now it's much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the blacks are moving in. Great. Great. More diverse. Cool. Yeah. This is nice. Now we have more more perspectives to help inform <laughs> us in our day-to-day lives. Um, wow, another opportunity to educate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my father said to me all the time <laughs> when I was two to five years old. <laughs> Okay, the point that Chomsky makes is basically that there's what he calls a a poverty of uh, a poverty of stimulus um, for kids to learn all of the sentences in English in order to become proficient for it. Like there's not enough. They don't get exposed to enough like samples of English. That's what I'm always saying. Okay, (laughs) sure. So you agree with Chomsky. Great. Uh, to account for how much they learn in so quickly amount, uh, so quick amount of time. Yeah. Right. In like fucking three to four years, a child basically learns like ninety percent of English. Oh, really? Basically. Dang. I mean, it, it's able. I mean, at, a, at 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 by the time it's like five or six, it's. I mean, it's still at a very like kind of basic stage, but it knows it knows how to produce and how to understand the vast majority of sentences. Maybe not individual words, but at least they know this the grammatical structure of what their parents are saying. They can interpret like the the thoughts or the meanings of the things that their parents are saying, right? Most of the time. Sure. Okay. That's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's and that's considering that God, I've said that sentence so many times. <laughs> what? That's weird? No th- that's yeah. weird, comma. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So that's one sentence that you've probably heard the most. Well, it's, <laughs> it's definitely the one the that most. I've said the most. Yeah. <laughs> the only one I've heard the most is probably, uh, sir, you have to leave. <laughs> right, okay. But uh, you understand, like, let's say, like, the first time you're... you're <laughs> the first time your mom or dad probably said, um, I don't know, uh, Pat, wait for dessert until after dinner. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm sure you've heard that mi- literally millions of times. Chocolate is not a main course. Yeah. But, but I want it to be. But the first time you heard it, you probably understood what they meant. Sure. Okay. Even though I would venture to guess you had never heard that sentence before. Right? Mm-hmm. You maybe heard the word dessert before, or maybe you'd heard the word uh, like dinner before. You've definitely heard the word after, maybe. You know, what's interesting is that, like, when I talk to my uh, nephew and my, well, my niece, not so much because she's still kind of figuring out speech and stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, my nephew, whenever I'll, I talk to him and ask him a question or something, yeah, it takes him so long to respond. It's not like 
you, an adult who will just answer immediately. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, he'll like he'll kind of just think about it and then answer so carefully. Okay, sure. But when he answers carefully, so careful. It's so funny to watch. What's like? What's an example of a response? Like, what's a, what's an example of a question you've asked him and and uh, and the answer he's given you? Hey, Ryan, uh, what? You went to the zoo today. What animals did you see? And okay. Like, um, I saw a lion. Uh huh. Uh, a monkey, stuff like that. Like yeah. he just kind of because he's very. Your mom. <laughs> My mom, hey, come on, that'd be funny. If you, if if you go, that, hey, Ryan, be... where, what, what uh, animals did you see? Um, His grandmother too. I saw your mother. Your mother lives in the zoo, Uncle Pat. And it's like that's your grandmother, dude. Uncle Pat, your mother is an animal. So <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like Taiwan all of a sudden. Wait, but, <laughs> um, but okay. So the fact that he understands what you're asking him, even though he's answering it carefully and he's like thinking through it, he still kind of knows how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and no one like explicitly taught him this is what you say in answer to that question because how could your fucking uh, sister Claire, yes, possibly predict that that sentence would be asked of him? Are you saying my sister isn't smart? No, no, no. I'm saying, <laughs> uh, what the fuck are you trying to say then? I'm saying that like you. The things that the, the the sentences that people say to us and the things that we hear in language, there's no way to predict like how many times we'll hear this or that sentence. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we've never heard those sentences before, but we're able to understand them and then respond to them. Okay. Sure. And we're f- we're able to do that really early on, as early as however however the fuck old your nephew is. How, how old is he? He'll be five this year. Yeah. So that's crazy. Okay. I mean, it's crazy. It, it doesn't seem crazy because, like, five-year-olds can talk. Yeah. Right? But if you think about it, it's kind of crazy that five-year-olds can fucking talk. Well, it, well, every time I, like, see, like, him or, like, my knees, I'm just like, you're just like a little person. Yeah. Like, especially once they started, like, walking and stuff, you're just like, oh, my God. It's, it's nuts. fucking terrifying. But also, like, in terms of, like, the speech that he's able to produce now, yeah. he can produce, like, full sentences. Yeah. He can. He speaks normally. It's just when you ask him questions, he just thinks, and then he speaks so carefully. Yeah. But if he's just talking, he just says whatever the fuck he wants. Sure. Well, so that's another part, because, like, kids kind of just run their mouths because they're sort of practicing. But, like, when they have to... <laughs> when they, I guess they are. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Well, when they, also, when they have to answer questions, though, they're interacting with... You know, new new um, stimuli, basically. Ryan, do you know where your father keeps his liquor? Yeah. What would he say to that? Do you think? Yeah. No, I don't know. He'd probably go, "I don't know what that is." Okay. Well, so that's crazy that he would say, "I don't know what that is." Not well, just that he would say, "I don't know." Yeah. He would say, "I don't know what that is." He'd, yeah. Then he'd probably punch me in the balls. Okay. Sure. So he can improvise. <laughs> yeah. Man, <laughs> one day he's gonna. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but there is a, a very fun, like, week that uh-huh. happens when you're a kid, like you're, when you're very little, and you realize, oh, if I punch a man there, he falls over. Like, it doesn't matter how big he is. He's just going to fall over. And so for a week, they just run around punching dudes in the balls. And yeah. it's like you're just having a great time. Then eventually you get caught and you get in trouble. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm like, not Wait, did you that. do that a lot? Because I, I did that to my dad one time, and it's the only time my father ever hit me. Because <laughs> he hit you. Because you, well, you punch him in the balls. I know. I punched him in the balls. Um, I punched him in the balls so hard. Oh, God. 
Um, I don't think I ever did that to my dad, but if I, dude, when I was a little kid, I loved punching people in the balls. You punch people, people in the balls, balls a lot? <laughs> when I was a little kid, yeah, of course. Me and Brian Crane. One time, I was walking with Brian Crane. Do uh, you not? I would fucking, I would, I would punch you. I don't care how small of a child you were. So I, um, <laughs> like we were walking to like the pool, uh-huh. and and I was like, uh, I guess I was I was talking about something I didn't like. I don't know. And he just he just said, kick him in the nads, then kicked me in the nads. I just fell over. And we all started laughing. <laughs> You started laughing eventually because it's kind of funny you hitting the balls after the fact. I mean, like, it's it's hilarious when it's happening. It is so tragic. <laughs> like I've always wanted to write a musical about a man who got kicked in the balls, <laughs> and like the whole play is just about that. It's a one act play. <laughs> it's a one act play. It'd be funny if it was a three act play. Three act <laughs> musical about a man getting kicked in the balls. Yeah, you know how it would start off. It would start off like, okay, so. Pure darkness on stage, okay? The, the goddamn curtain is raised, all right? Yeah. And then there's a flashlight in the man. and he, uh, Not flashlight, the um, the spotlight. goddamn the spotlight is on yeah. the man, and he's holding his nuts, and he's just going, oh, like it hurts so bad, and all he can do is just sing one note. Oh, it begins in, in It's like an rest. opera, yeah. <laughs> it starts off, the first thing you see is a man recovering from being, he obviously was just hitting the balls. Yeah. Because he's grabbing it, and he's going, and he's screaming. Yeah. But he's screaming a note. But he's, he's screaming in song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's like okay, Prince. Okay, so let's get back. So fucking your fucking nephew, right? Yeah. So he uh can understand questions and he can respond to them. Um now uh it's okay. Um the fact that he's able to do that at such a young age and only after like a couple years of listening really to only a few people talk English or speak English. <laughs> which is very, very funny that Talk English, Mr. Princeton. So we Holy can get shit. <laughs> hey, man, I went to Princeton and I talked all kind of English there, man. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, call me crazy. I don't think Obama's from this country. I'm Ben and I talk English good. All right. Well, fuck you. Well, fuck you, <laughs> man. Because that doesn't necessarily mean I'm wrong. If you think I'm wrong, that means you're in the camp of uh, of what's called. Uh, I got a militia. Prescriptive grammar. What? Prescriptive grammar is basically like this is how you're supposed to speak English. These are the rules that you follow. And like if you don't say if you don't say it this way, you're speaking English incorrectly. Right. Or you're you're, sure. you're talking English incorrect. Yeah. Right. OK. So that may be true because according to the rule, the, the proper grammatical rules for English, you're, you're not supposed to say talk English incorrect. Okay, the thing that annoys me what? is when like. People on everyone online is bad, and I don't. I yeah. want to kill all of them. But the thing is that you'll see people on, on the book, Facebook.com. Uh-huh. They'll be like, uh, "Actually, when you correct people's grammar online, is actually a form of like, what's the word? Like, oh, like a microaggression? Yeah, or something? Yeah. So I think that's bullshit hey, for sure. Fuck you. How about that for microaggression? Yeah. Go Th- fuck yourself. That's the opposite side of what I'm talking about, though. I mean, like, I agree. There's two sides of this. There's first of all, there's like grammar Nazis. Then there are two sides to every story. Sure. There's grammar Nazis who say, you know, you don't end uh, a sentence in a preposition, uh, or you know, you don't say, uh, or those fucking assholes on online who uh, correct correct you and spell out like you know asterisk y o u apostrophe r e when you say your. But that, here, here, here's the thing. I always love when someone's making some argument. And they misspell something, or they talk about how dumb people are. And you're yeah. like, God, you're just. Yeah. How do you not know the difference? I mean, it's infuriating on both sides. Just fucking, just learn it. Yeah. So okay, so fine. You know? 
I, I agree that like there has to be some sort of standard where people should should not be talking like absolute fucking hayseeds. Yeah. Okay. But also there is an element of like, all right, you don't have to be so fucking uh you know, nitpicky or Nazi about it. Yeah, I didn't stuff even say like, who. I know, but it's, stuff like that is is you're like, oh, you, go fuck yourself. You know what sucks, and I fucking hate this because people really get into this. What they want to play that part of the fucking you know grammar teacher, grammar Nazi. Yeah, and they so they say like, um, uh, they'll say something like, uh, this person, uh, whom, uh, whom made this phrase famous or something like that, right? They're they spell out whom or they write whom. Is that correct? No. It doesn't sound correct. Yeah, they're using it incorrectly. You know what's weird? Is because that whom is supposed to be a direct object or an indirect object. Yeah, everyone's stupid. The thing yeah, is but that they want to add that M in there just because whom yeah, sounds they sound smart. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's like... But they're using it wrong. It's like saying whilst. Yeah. The thing about it is that... Or methinks. When people say methinks, I'm like, oh, you're a virgin. <laughs> anyone who you says... You crazy? You've never says had methinks, sex. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's like, oh, methinks the lady doth protest too much. And it's like, methinks you've never seen a vagina before. You don't know what it looks like. It's going <laughs> to blow your mind. Um, I What's crazy is that you can think sound, like, in language that thinks, like, what you just said, whom created whatever. Yeah. It just sounds wrong. Okay, so. You know what I mean? It's crazy that we can go, that sounds wrong. Okay, so that's that's actually perfect because now. Well, thanks, man. Com- thank you for bringing that up because that actually brings us back. No problem, dude. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna try to make this part quick. Uh, that's because so Chomsky basically says that there's this there's this innate uh, language faculty, this part of our brains that is uh, a universal. It's it you see it across all all humans. Yes, right. Because by and large, every single human being, not every single one, obviously, like you know, people with certain you know uh, uh, disabilities disabilities don't really get there. But like ninety fucking five percent of the human population learn to speak a language by the time they're like let's say six. Okay. Okay. And by the time they're six, obviously they don't have like a complete mastery of their language, but they're they know enough to communicate effectively with the rest of that language community. Okay. Yeah. So the fact that they're able to get there after only a few years, right? And every language, if you really think about it, the fact that it's a it's recursive, so like you can replace these different categories like verbs, nouns, prepositions, etc., with any number of different actual words, right? Uh, the fact that you can uh, come up with brand new sentences or understand brand new sentences, you know, that implies that the language itself has an infinite number of possible sentences, and a child who's six years old can understand any one of those infinite sentences. Even okay. a- only after, so imagine knowing or having the enough expertise to understand an infinite number of sentences after only spending about like three to four years of getting good at it. Yeah. Okay. So Chomsky kind of s- takes that observation and he says, it's impossible to say, or it just makes no sense to say that these kids have learned an, a, a structure that has an infinite number of sentences. It's impossible that they've learned that just from hearing those sentences before, right? It doesn't account for the fact that they can understand new sentences. Okay. Uh, like, what, what was the one you came up with? Pigs? Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. Pigs have 
Pigs are not a, a pigs are known for their influence on jazz. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So a sentence like that, you can probably you can say that uh, to to your nephew, and he'll understand it. Right. He'll he'll be like that's silly, and he'll probably laugh a lot because he's like fucking five. He loves silly stuff. Yeah. But he'll also he'll also understand what it means. The thing that makes kids laugh, <clears throat> I don't know why, is when they're in the room with you mm. and you go like, if only I knew where Ryan is. Where is he? And he's just like, I'm right here. This is so funny. Yeah. Just losing his mind. So, yeah. It's like, so, it's, it's, it's like, wait, will he see me on stage? Right. So if he's like that much of an idiot about like that sort of thing, <laughs> like, you know, obviously like, oh, you can't see a grown man who's like not even trying to hide from you. Yeah. Well, he's not a grown man, but yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I flipped the roles, but whatever. But he still understands <laughs> a sentence like, uh, um, <laughs> like, uh, well, Water, Watergate was uh, a pivotal moment in the history of uh, American electoral politics. Yeah. Like, he probably won't understand exactly what that means, but the sentence will register as correct to him. Right. Yeah. Or, he'll, uh, you know, he won't he won't say that you're speaking gibberish. He'll probably say, oh, you're, I just don't know what some of those words mean. Richard Nixon is a criminal. Right. What if he said that? Yeah, if he said that, then you'd be like, okay, how did you know that? But the also, more- you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is like, even, even if he's wrong, i.e. even if the truth content of that sentence is, is like false, Richard Nixon is a criminal. Although it it isn't, it's true that he's a criminal. Yeah. Okay. He's a crook. But let's say we lived in a world where he never did any of that shit. Let's say he just became a fucking Buddhist monk or something. I am That's, a Buddhist monk. I am a Buddhist monk. I am a Buddhist yeah. monk. I'm not gonna bomb Cambodia for no reason. Um, so let's say we lived in a world where he did that, <laughs> and in that, therefore, in that world, the sentence Dick Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon is a criminal. Yes. Is not true. No. Okay. But that sentence still makes sense. Yeah. Right. There's a meaning attached to it. We know that it's false. Okay. So if the fact that there's like this meaning attached to that sentence, whether it's true or not, and we understand it and that your fucking five year old nephew could understand it and even said it out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if what if you were just like sitting there, you ever do this? You ever look up those lists that people make online where it's like, like just a list of like creepy things that kids have said to adults? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fucking rules. But so, so one thing that you've noticed from any of those lists is that Richard Nixon suspiciously absent. <laughs> the the uh, those sentences are still grammatically correct. Okay. So what Chomsky basically says is that there's this thing called universal grammar in our heads. Oh, is there? So that well, that's kind of the jury's out on that actually because some oh, people really? disagree. But he hypothesizes that there's this like ability in our brains. Uh, it's like coded into our fucking neurons that basically we can take these very, very fundamental rules about like concepts and categories. They're mapped onto a syntax, right? Like, which is, which is kind of like the surface level grammatical rules of a language. Yes. So that's why like Spanish is different from English, which is different from German, which is different from Japanese. But you can still kind of like distill those, the surface level rules of each language down to an even smaller number of like universal rules. Okay. Right. Things like, you know, there's nouns, there's verbs, there's things that describe events. There's thing, there are words that like, you know, um, attach ownership to somebody or, uh, you know, that attach the idea of being the recipient of an action 
to to a certain word things like that yeah okay so he says that there's like really kind of like kernel based like uh universal rules encoded into the brain and that the input that we get as children when we're learning a language just kind of like sets them on or off in a particular direction and the combination the different combination of how the rules are set as we're learning the language that is manifested in the actual like surface level language that we learn so things like english or spanish or chinese or whatever okay but he says that it it starts with us programmed we have a, basically a program in our brains as guten if it's a tag. computer yeah guten tag sure what do you say to that i mean nothing because Impressed? you haven't no no i mean cuz i'm sure you've heard <laughs> The term Gutentag before. It's German. It means good day. Yes, we. I know. It's kind of like saying hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you say hello in Chinese? I don't even know. Ni hao. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. What is it in Japanese? Adios, sucker. Yeah, it's probably adios, sucker. No, I think it's like mushimushi or something like that. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's, uh, I don't know what it is. I know sayonara is. What is mushi mushi? I don't know. That's how like Japanese people answer the phone. Mushi mushi? I don't know, man. Well, you know what's interesting? You know, I'm getting this. Uh, any, my entire knowledge of the Japanese language comes from Kill Bill. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, then, well, in Spanish, you know, this is, I've always thought this is kind of interesting. Sometimes mm-hmm. when people who speak Spanish answer the phone, instead of saying hola, they say bueno. Yeah, sure. What's that about? Well, that's that could be handled under the... Uh, Good. Yeah. What well, the hell? Who am I calling? <laughs> who are you? Well, because be, so that's that's interesting. That's kind of a different theory. That's like a theory of pragmatics. It's called hmm. where it's like we've just associated that word in Spanish to be a greeting on the phone. It just serves that purpose. Yeah. OK. But anyway, we're getting a little off topic here. So he basically says that there's this thing called universal grammar, which as you're growing up, you know, as a little kid, the language that you're exposed to you're not obviously you're not going to know the entire language just from the few sentences that you get um exposure to yeah. because it's not enough right it's never enough it's dude. never enough it's never enough for these people but it it's just enough to learn the underlying rules of english and what that does is basically it sets that part of your brain to like english right the combination of like oh well set phasers for english yeah um and he says that like someone who grows up in like a chinese uh family right who's spoken to in chinese the entire time yeah their settings are set to different uh like parameters or whatever mm-hmm. uh and that configuration in their head that's chinese okay hmm. and obviously like it changes because like you know language changes but the input just affects the rules that you know about the language in your head and not every single sentence right and so that's what chomsky's that's chomsky's contribution basically is universal grammar Hmm. And he comes up with this fucking interesting, <laughs> interesting like tidbit, which is uh, that um, the syntax of a language, right? There are certain rules that can like basically make a a perfectly grammatical sentence, even though it like semantically, like the meaning of it is totally gibberish. Hmm. And so the example that he uses, which is pretty cool, it's a uh, uh, colorless green ideas dream furiously. What? Colorless green ideas dream furiously. Okay, before I start screaming, what what is that? <laughs> okay, it's an example of a sentence that's syntactically correct. It's grammatically correct in English. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything. No. Because the underlying 
concepts of those words don't fit like in our minds. But when I said that sentence to you, was it wrong? Like, was um, it not English? Hmm. No, it was definitely English. Okay, it's definitely English, even though the sentence doesn't make any sense. No. It was still English because you're using English words. I'm using English words, but what if I switched up the, the order? What if I said uh, colorlessly, colorlessly uh, dream ideas furiously? Uh, I don't know what the last one is. Yeah, you just, you just sound like someone saying random words, but you're still speaking English. You're just not speaking it in any sort of uh, normal way. But if I say, but okay, but if I say colorless dream, colorless green ideas, uh, dream furiously. Yes. Right. When I say that, do you at least have a conception of what's going on? Uh, no. No, not at not, all. Not even a little bit. Okay. It's complete gibberish from a madman, from the mouth of a madman. Okay, but can you at least recognize that it's it's still a grammatically correct sure. English sentence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You can still sense that. Yeah. Right. Like, what's the verb in that, in that sentence? Uh, dream, I guess. Yeah, right. And then furiously. Like, how do you dream furiously? Oh, I know. You like this. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the phrase colorless green ideas? Colorless green ideas. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense at all because it's colorless. It can't be green. Right. But. And I don't think ideas can be green. Sure. Okay. So you know that the noun ideas can't have the modifiers green and colorless at the same time. No, I won't allow it. Okay, fine. But that still belies this bit of knowledge that you do have, which is that you recognize that ideas is the noun, and you recognize that green and colorless are the adjectives modifying the noun. Yeah. Right? You still understand that. Mm -hmm. So you still can parse in your head. You're parsing that sentence in English, and it checks out. The syntax checks out. Whoa. Even though the actual meaning of the sentence overall is completely batshit insane. Hey, pal, I got your syntax right here in a fist. Okay, well, it's not in your fist. It's in your head. Yeah, but I'm going to punch them. Okay, so... With the fist. Okay, so that's, that's Chomsky's linguistics, okay? And that is the least controversial part of his whole philosophy, even though people think it's very controversial. There's really? Some, there's some linguists who, like, hate this idea. Why? I don't know Seems why. Seems kind of... I don't know. It seems plausible to me. I think it's intuitive. I think it's fucking. I think it makes sense, but other huh. other other linguists think that there is no like universal language faculty that like we only know language just from our exposure to other people speaking it. But I don't see how that's possible. Let me ask you something. So this is all interesting. Okay. Do you think any of it matters? Like if, if when people are like, we you know we're gonna learn about. What you know? How much language a four-year-old knows? Like, who gives a shit? They don't have anything important to say. Well, they're only no, they're only studying it to understand what role language plays in our fucking brains. Interesting. Because it's the one thing that we have. We have this really specific type of language. That all I no have other then is has. the English language. It's all <laughs> yeah, I've got I in know. my life. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not happy about it. Okay. Well, so Chomsky's point, <laughs> Taylor, is that <laughs> Chomsky's point is that. Even though your only skill, <laughs> your literal only skill, is, is yeah. knowing English, yeah, it's at the same time an incredibly impressive talent to have. Oh, thanks, man. Thinking, speaking biologically, right? Because we're the only animals that have this type of like nuanced form of communication, this type of language, where we can literally say anything we want, right? But it's also at the same time extremely unimpressive because. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's so many other skills to have. Yeah, well, also, all it takes is, like, you didn't really do anything. You just had to be, like, plopped. Yeah, just around. Yeah, you just had to be plopped in a room just out. of other people speaking English. I was like, what are these guys up to? <laughs> yeah. I should pay attention and learn their language. Yeah, it's impressive that your brain was able to pick up on English and yeah. master it. Um, but it's unimpressive because it wasn't you doing it. It was just your brain doing it automatically. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. Last thing to wrap this up is basically Chomsky's politics, which is extremely radical and uh, radical and um, extremely left wing. But here's the deal. I kind of the same question about Cornell West is that, like, why do we know about this guy? Like, it's weird that like you like, OK, I have all these like leftist politics. Like, well, you're a, you know a college professor. Like, yeah, you probably do. Yeah. But it's like, why do we know about this guy? Uh, so are you, you know asking? Are you asking why he's his name is so famous? Basically? I find it kind. Of, yeah, I find it kind of like unusual. As opposed to what? Like who shouldn't? Who should be more famous? I don't know. know. I I don't really have an answer for that. It's 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 more like I just think it's interesting that these are like public, I guess intellectuals. I don't know. It's it's weird that like we know about these guys. Well, it is actually extremely interesting that we know so much about Chomsky's views, considering what he says about uh, the role of the press and the intelligentsia in this country. What? Which is basically what he says is, so he wrote this book with this other guy who I can't remember what the fuck his name is. Uh, It doesn't matter. It's basically Chomsky's book. (laughs) Which I'm sure that guy would be really pissed off to hear. I cannot imagine how angry he'd be if you, if you just to hear ca- just to casually hear his name being thrown aside. Yeah, like it matters. Like nothing he does matters. But um, he Probably took so long to write this book. Yeah. So, but he wrote he so Chomsky wrote this book with this fucking nobody. Yeah, which um, is this fucking loser. <laughs> this fucking loser called uh, Manufacturing Consent, uh, which is okay. a really dicey title. I mean, I don't po- even know what that in, means in the post Me Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> movement it has nothing to do with sex manufacturing consent age well is a is a book that talks about how the media basically is just a uh propaganda machine for the uh for the powers that be okay okay and what he says is that um for the most part the press is really just there to parrot the uh status quo like you know policy opinions of the of the government or of or of uh the powers that be and that includes like corporate interests um the bureaucracy the government etc um and he says basically that this system is in place uh to keep us down man kind of to keep us down but also to like lie lie to us about how things are going about what our objectives and motives are as a government um and uh he kind of has this really interesting idea, I think, of uh, what he calls private tyranny. Uh, and he says that, like, ever since, like, the American Revolution and the French Revolution, uh, for the most part, like, liberal democracies are, um, like, the, the, the status quo. They're, like, the mainstay, right? Like, you have this, you have mostly, like, democratic governments that give you the right to vote, the right to free speech, and the right to a free press, quote, unquote. Yes. Okay? But he says that you gotta love free press okay but he says that most press in especially in this country and in any liberal democracy where capitalism is like you know the the law of the land yeah the press isn't really free uh what do you mean well because the press is not really free because it is managed by these private tyrannies by corporations oh uh, the fucking corporations, fucking dude, corporations. They're, back. they're back they've been they've I been thought here we defeated them no we 
we're you not and even, me. We're not even close to defeating them. Oh man, I thought we were like they're absolutely winning. Oh. And they've been winning. Do? I don't know, man. What can this podcast do to destroy them? I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't even. I can't even begin to know. But uh, I mean, what what you can do as listeners is subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, and, please. Yeah, by subscribing to our Patreon, we're begging you. Yeah, you will single handedly be defeating capitalism. Sure. Give yeah. us money to defeat capitalism. Yeah. Give us money. Money to defeat capitalism. Give us money. Five dollars f- a month defeats capitalism. <laughs> hey, give us money for creativity. Yeah. Um, by the way, the other guy who wrote that book. His name is Edward S. Herman. Oh, that's right. That's and his he's name. fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like his legacy. Um <laughs> But Chomsky is still is still like alive and, and fucking huffing Kicking away. Ass. Um but the reason also that Chomsky is so famous is that because A, he's old as fuck and he's been doing this. He's been basically talking shit about the American government. Yeah, for a minute. For a minute. Like at least since like the late fifties. And definitely since the Vietnam War. Um, but his whole political, his political ethos is actually, it's called libertarian socialism, which is technically just like anarchism. Um, and, uh, he, for the most part is like extremely anti-capitalist believes that the mainstream press is designed to, it's not free at all. We don't have a free press. We have a press that is like on the surface free, like we, people call it free. But you're only really allowed to report on things within this like paradigm of like, yeah, the United States has made mistakes before, yeah, and it's not perfect, but you know it's still largely the best. It's like this is the best country in the world, and he's like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's responsible for like millions of deaths, millions. I feel like it's. A, I think it's a pretty good place to live, but the uh, what the country does is probably one of the, it's the prob- people in charge do is probably not the best. Yeah, it's a fun place to live. Uh, you can get. I've I've gotten hot dogs two for one here. That's kind of cool. Sure. Uh, what else? I got laid in America. That okay. fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, what else? Sometimes it's nice outside. Okay. It's pretty cool. But that's so he's saying that like yeah that's all well and good but it's for you and other privileged citizens of this country, whereas the effects of American policy affects literally millions if not actually probably billions worldwide. Billions and billions. Yeah, in a really negative way, um, and essentially, we're we're you think that you think that this is the country in the world, the best country in the world. Is <laughs> you think this is a country in the world? It is, but you know, you and I also kind of tended to think that, and still sort of do. I don't like to give up the idea that the United States is a great country, but here's why. Here's why Chomsky's so annoying. <laughs> Man, I bet. When that guy found out about those detention centers, I bet he was so pissed. Yeah. He must have been so angry. Because he was angry before we even had those. Yeah, he's been angry. Hey, what he's... are we supposed to do about those, by the way? I feel like we should be doing something. I mean, we should probably I mean, just... I, d- I donate money to stuff, but is there anything you can do beyond that? Well, there's direct action. Yeah, what is that? Because I feel like it's weird to think about, like, in the future or whatever, being like... You know, once this is all whatever done, I guess it's like when you're talking to like a little kid, and they're like, "What did you do when this is all going on?" You're like, "I don't know. I gave money to yeah, I gave money to fucking yeah, right, yeah, right." It's like, "Oh, to legal funds, I guess," which is like, it's not nothing. Like that's fine to do that. But what else are you supposed to do? Answer me. So here's the thing. (laughs) I don't really know. Actually, I don't know either. I don't know, and you don't know either. But here's Chomsky's like 
this is the point that Chomsky's making. Let's go. In co- manufacturing consent is basically that we're we don't really know what to do because we are given these blinders where we can't really conceive of anything that we could do. Sure. Right? Or the only other option is like, you know, violent reaction to it. Yeah. Like maybe going over there and fucking busting heads. Just busting heads and tearing down the fucking cages and, and like letting that happen. But we're kept from doing that, right? We don't yeah. think that's a good idea. No, they they have a lot of they have like guns. They have a lot of guns. And I'm pretty sure they've been trained in how to use them and stuff, so Yeah. I don't know how to use a gun. I don't even know martial arts. I have right. my own fighting style. So Pat We don't do. know the thing is that like that's the immediate answer that we have is just some sort of like violent taking over. Yeah. And that's out of the question because we're just these fucking schmucks who don't even know how to use a gun. No, right? I've never even fired a gun. Okay, but there's probably a lot of other options that we're just not even considering. Like what? I don't know. But what Chomsky's suggesting is that the fact that we are not considering these other options don't mean doesn't mean that those options don't exist, but they're deliberately being left outside of our scope of our ability to see them mm. by the press because the press is saying you know the best way even like msnbc like you know the liberal wing of the of the of the media the lamestream media the lamestream media they're saying you know oh you, you know donate money to these legal funds and you know post on facebook about it and like that's the that's the scope of like our resistance of what we can do and chomsky's saying that this like scope of resistance is carved out by the media so it can be like really easily contained cuz like it actually doesn't really do anything and what we could be doing, we just have no idea about because the media won't let us know about it. Huh. Yeah. So you, what you're saying is that the media is not on our side. It absolutely is not. It's mm-hmm. on nobody's side. It, the, only, the only side it's on is it's on the side of the status quo and the private tyrannies that run it. That's not very good. Yeah. And he says these private tyrannies are basically the political rights, like a free press or free speech or whatever. They mean nothing if they're not backed up by economic rights or economic equality. And the fact that, like, you know, we have freedom of the press, but the only people who can actually really participate in in the press are these organizations that are owned by gigantic private tyrannies, a.k.a. corporations, who delineate and carve out the scope of what we can think about in terms of resistance. Hmm. Even though there's probably, there's way more. The res- Maybe we should join the resistance on Twitter. You know what, these guys? I mean, kind of. Is that, what is that? I mean, like, I, I'm sure it's just as fucking impotent as, it's like... just people who still love Hillary Clinton. Yeah, so, like, that sucks. It fucking sucks dick. Like, she's not gonna do anything. She's part of the problem, too. Well, how do you mean? Well, because she was fucking kids along with her husband at Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> Island, too. You're saying Pizzagate is real? Um, yeah, no, I don't know if Pizzagate is real, but this whole f- the whole shit with Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, this is, is a whole thing. I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of weird stuff is about to come out. Hopefully, man. Well, you know about this shit. Rem- we, we were tweeting about this last night. Like the fucking FBI agent who killed okay. himself at Rainy Street. Okay, well. Yeah, I mean, you just totally jumped the gun there, but yeah. So there was a... Uh, I know you wanted to say it. <laughs> there was a uh, this thing yours. that happened where there was a, a suicide a suicide on the dance floor. Yeah. On the dance floor, Ben. I Normally, wanna, yeah, I want to see, see you out on the dance kill floor. Kill yourself on the dance floor. So this fucking guy, I guess, like shot himself in the head or whatever. Yeah. And then like all this stuff is coming out that... 
he was he's an FBI agent. Uh-huh. And he was apparently involved in investigating the Clinton Foundation or something. Okay. He's connected to the Clinton somehow. Yeah. And so he's an FBI agent out on the dance floor, love and life. And then a bunch of FBI agents come in. Okay. And he kills himself. So it's like oh, other the f- FBI agents. Yeah. So okay. it's like, what the fuck is going on? So there's all kinds of, and it's not being reported in the press at all. Yeah, uh, I wonder why. Now, the deal is, is that... Chomsky has something to say about that. I bet he does. Yeah. Now, the deal with that is... So, apparently, I guess I didn't... I, I, guess, I think I knew this in the back of my head that the media doesn't... They tend, unless you're, like, very famous, they tend not to uh, report suicides. Okay. Because, I guess, um, for a multitude of reasons. But it's, like, a, a Hafke, our friend, like, he like looked into like the APD logs or whatever or something. And like, there's nothing in it. And according to this one site, the FBI is asking cops not to like reveal anything yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I tweeted at the Austin I saw police that, yeah. department to find out more information. I'm going to crack this case, but just because I was talking to Danny, to Danny Goodwin about it last night. Yeah. Uh, and then he just ate shit. It was crazy. <laughs> um, oh, Danny, and, come on, man. Pick it up, man. And we were like, it's, Weird that like no one, no media is talking about it. So I tweeted Austin Public, the, the Austin, Austin PD, Police, yeah. and I said, uh, "Hey, me and my friend Danny were wondering about the suicide on Rainy Street." Yeah, and uh, I haven't got any info back. But then our friend Mike says mm. that he's got some inside info. We might start a true crime podcast. Okay, yeah, I'd love to be involved in this because I want to yeah. know what's going on. It's crazy. Yeah, and that, that's I mean that's perfect for this episode. So yeah. to wrap it up. Fucking Chomsky predicted this shit. And, like, it's crazy because the thing that sucks is that as I'm, like, saying all that out loud, I'm like, oh, I sound like a crazy person. But this is 100% real. Yeah. It's a thing where it's, like, you hear some people being like, but then the government came, and you're like, oh, this fucking guy. But, like, this was a real thing. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's not being, yeah, it's being. It's a cover-up. What do we do? I don't know yet. Do you, think, mean, it's, do you he, think it's the Clinton Foundation? Do you think they, they did, a, did this? It's Appar- a, apparently, it's a, apparently they murdered a man. The Clinton. I mean, like, yeah, probably. I don't know if it's specifically the Clinton Foundation. Vince Foster. Apparently, they they killed this guy. I don't know about that. They I don't know really. the specifics. No, they didn't actually. I've, I've looked into that. But who's Vince Foster? That was the fucking guy who um he worked for uh um goddamn Bill Clinton. Okay. And he, <laughs> goddamn Bill Clinton. Yeah. And so he was the what was oh, I'm looking was it up he, right. No, he, he was like the deputy White House counsel. Okay. Okay. And was uh, he a black guy? No. He, he, okay. No, he's a white gentleman. I'm thinking of Vernon Jordan, who is this guy who worked for Vernon the, Jordan? Yeah, he worked for the Clintons, I think. Oh, I think that guy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know that guy. This was like back in the Lewinsky scandal. But Yeah, no, Vince Foster was like a childhood friend of Bill Clinton or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was a really good lawyer, and they okay. had him work for the White House, and he moved to D.C. with them, and he was like super depressed and stuff. Uh, I, I don't think he liked living there, and I... and. I think a lot of people forget that the first like year of like Clinton's presidency was like a disaster. It was like a complete disaster. Like there's all kinds of like they couldn't get anything done. It was ins- insanity. Nothing could get yeah, done. Yeah, well, because Gingrich was like the House of Represent or the Speaker. Yeah, and was like fucking yeah yeah. So, but even then, even without all that, like they were bumbling. It was it was, it was mostly self inflicted. Uh, it yeah. seems, but they yeah. So he was he worked for them and then he uh, at one point out of, kind of out of nowhere he'd killed himself yeah and so then all these right wing people were saying that like it's a cover up for like whitewater and shit like that yeah uh, and that they had the guy killed but like 
I, I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. But then I remember one time. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I do. But but then I remember one time uh, <laughs> when Norm McDonald was on uh, The View, uh, I guess <laughs> everybody on The View, for the most part, were like huge. Like, Well, not everyone, but like at the time it was Bar- Barbara Wawa mm-hmm. and goddamn, what's that chick? Why would you fucking invite a viper into that fucking? I don't know. It was uh, <laughs> j- j- uh whatever, whatever the lady is. Joy Bayer. Yeah, the, the yeah. comic. Yeah. So like, she that like, idiot. she's I guess she's a huge Clinton fan. So like, yeah. he was on there, and he like, they're like, now you made some jokes about President Clinton or something, and he was like, yeah, that guy, he killed the guy. Yeah. And they were like so mad at him. <laughs> they were. You can see like yeah. how Seething. angry they are at yeah. this guy. And then also apparently what happened was. The producer of the show was like, let's do a bit. I'm going to give you a phone. And halfway through, I'm going to have the phone go off. And you're like, oh, it's my manager. And he's like, I don't want to do that. But then they put the phone in his jacket anyway. And then it just went off. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? So they're (laughs) mad at him because he just accused a sitting president of murder. And then uh, his phone went off. (laughs) They're just like, what? Who are you? And he's like, also, he's Canadian. So people are fucking furious. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. And he's like, it looks like you're going to plan 9-11 with your friend Noel Waghorn. (laughs) Who is like uh, definitely like maybe an adolescent at the time? Yeah. yeah, so it was very bizarre that he was able to pull off what he pulled off. I'm not, yeah. I'm not giving him credit in a good way, but it was something. Yeah, it was a sight. <laughs> yeah, Noel Waghorn <laughs> planned nine eleven. Yeah, with planner. the help of Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. <laughs> kind of weird, right? Yeah. Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky. What a world. Yeah. Anyway, so this oldest fuck motherfucker, this ninety-year-old prick. Yeah, um, he basically says a main takeaways: a uh, language is an innate capacity that uh, is uh, governed by rules in the brain, right? Um, and also, uh, <laughs> the Clintons definitely killed that guy. Yeah, they murdered. Yeah, they murdered Vince Foster. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the, I the guess press, and the press is designed to maintain the status quo and and preach the narrative of the dominant class uh, at the expense of you know alternatives to resistance and you know informing the public about what's really going on. Well, Ben, yeah, welcome to the resistance. <laughs> I will say this, and uh, my closing thoughts on our friend Noam, on our boy Noam, yeah, is that. I feel like he's one of those guys, though he's probably on the other side of this, mm. uh, who it's like when you online or not even necessarily online, but like if you're like in a, a debate about capitalism mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, you hate capitalism, yet you live in a capitalist society. Huh. Interesting. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck you, dude. I feel like he's kind of one of those guys where it's like, yeah, like this is all fucked, but it has been put into place by people with insane amounts of power yeah, and there's like, not much i don't do. know what to what am i supposed to do yeah it like, doesn't mean you're wrong i'm trapped in this capitalist society or whatever which and you know i guess the press is bad and everyone wants to kill you but like what do you want to like what, what what's your solution beyond that 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 what's your solution that that is plausible because yeah. if you go, yeah, the, the, we have these detention centers or, or concentration, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, our they're concentration camps. Concentration camps. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They're literally it's like, concentration camps. Okay. So yeah. it's like, so <laughs> how do we, okay, so what do we do? Well, we fucking John Brown this shit and we go there and we kill everyone and then we, we free these guys. And it's like, well, that's not plausible. That's not plausible. At all. Even a well-trained militia couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, that's they true. Couldn't. They're, they, it's, you're against the government and they have every weapon ever. 
Okay, so that's a good point, and that's not wrong. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that's not wrong. But also, you don't know that for sure. I think I kind of do. Now, you're, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with you. I mean, we would get so fucking murdered if we tried to do that. Well, I you think. and I, yeah. Well, you be, and I, yeah, oh, for sure. Um, they probably wouldn't even have to pull a gun out. they just look at us wrong. We're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I would get scared and absolutely just run away. He's so scared. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely true. But that's not, like, that's probabilistically true. Like, that's probably what's going to happen. Chances are that's what's going to happen. But. We're also made to think that 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 there's no way we could ever succeed at something like that. Well, yeah, that's true. Because it's hammered into our heads that mm. they have all these guns and that they're super well trained and blah 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 blah. But we don't know for sure that they're not just a bunch of fucking like mall cops basically who got promoted. Yeah, yeah maybe. You know? Huh? And like, and also, if we fucking all team together to do it, we could do it. If we get everyone involved. Well, every single person every in America. Single person. Yeah, of course. But that's also the instrumental thing that would probably lead to our success if we did that. But that's where that's that's where they're they're keeping us basically that's where they're neutralizing us by making us think that we'll never band together. I guess it's kinda like that. uh I'm not saying that, you know, you and I are slaves, obviously, but it's like with slavery there were so many more slaves um than yeah. their masters and I guess they, they had some slave uprising, That's the of thing. course, all but it's like ha- they had, I guess it's like, yeah, but like if we all do it, then we could like kill this guy. But yeah, but like he has a gun and then other people will kill us. Right. Well, so that's the problem because like it only takes all, all it takes to neutralize that threat of like just, you know, outnumbering these fucking fools. Yeah. Is planting that seed of doubt that uh, we can ever fucking succeed at all. Yeah. And also making us distrust or mistrust each other. Right. Into banding together. If we if we all trust each other and be like, OK, I have my back. you I'll have your back. You have mine. Yeah. And if that applies to everybody, then we can fucking do it. But as soon as there's one person who's like, I don't I don't trust the rest of you. I'm yeah. not going to stick my neck out. Then everyone else is like, well, he's not going to do it. Then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then it's a you know, a waterfall or a domino effect. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're calling for a violent uprising. I mean, I think that I. Th- yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we should. You heard it here, folks. We should all band together. We should trust each other and love each other, and also band together and kill these Nazis who run these camps. Heard. Yeah. Um, I would like to say probably the best way uh, to do that is to follow Ben and I on Twitter. We will update you <laughs> yeah. about our plans to violently uh, take over these concentration camps. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Pat Dean. Uh, on there, I'm at Dean Man P on Instagram. Uh, us, uh, you're at Gristleporn, G R S T L E P O R N, all yeah. the way down on all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Willie B is actually. Do you know about this? <laughs> no. He's what? going to uh, in early 2020. Him and oh, he's going to protest them or something. No, well, yeah, no. He's him and two other attorneys are going to offer free legal aid to uh, people in uh, detention centers. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you want to donate to that. You can. Uh, I'll tweet the GoFundMe uh, the day this thing comes out. So follow me on there. Then you can get the the, the link on. I'll there. tweet it too. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll tweet it as uh, I as the I Learn Nothing Twitter, nice. which you can find at I Learn Nothing. Yeah. So yeah. do that, please, and uh, write a five star review if you have a chance. Check out the Patreon or don't. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, we got as- a new we got a new review on iTunes. Oh, we did. Yeah, it says uh, throw diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Whoever it was, their 
the, the that was the title of the review. Oh, that's and funny. And then the body of the review was uh was uh, I think I'm doing this right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah what if it was that's a one good. star review too? He's just like fucking oh, no, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so do that as always, my friends. Keep on thinking hard, and if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. And here's Freebird. <laughs> And 
burn.